This is AgriPulse Open Mic. I'm your host, Jeff Daly. Our guest this week is Canada's Minister of Agriculture and Agri-Food, Lawrence McCauley. AgriPulse Open Mic is brought to you by Syngenta. See how we're focusing on our one planet with six commitments. See the Good Growth Plan on the web at www.goodgrowthplan.com. AgriPulse Open Mic continues with Canada's Lawrence McCauley next. Syngenta's Good Growth Plan is about the biggest challenge facing humanity, feeding a growing population. Syngenta's Good Growth Plan is about six commitments to make crops more efficient, rescue more farmland, help biodiversity flourish, reach and empower smallholders, help people stay safe, and to look after every worker throughout the entire supply chain network. One Planet, Six Commitments. Learn more at www.goodgrowthplan.com. This is AgriPulse Open Mic. The next round of talks to renegotiate the North American Free Trade Agreement will soon begin in Mexico. Canada's Minister of Agriculture and Agri-Food, Lawrence McCauley, is hopeful for a positive conclusion to the talks. McCauley tells AgriPulse that trade is important to the profitability of both the U.S. and Canadian farmers, although the farmers he represents haven't seen a dramatic downturn in farm income. In fact, agriculture is doing uh, quite well in this country, actually. We are increasing our uh, gate receipts over year over year. With regard to trade, what's your observation of how uh, Canada and the United States have grown their agriculture over the past two decades without a border wall in terms of tariffs? Well, Jeff, uh, I've spoken, as you're aware, many times in the U.S. and in Mexico, and I can tell you, speaking to whoever I spoke to in the U.S., I have only met people who really felt that uh, NAFTA has been a great asset to the agricultural sector. I mean, increasing the trade uh, three or four times uh, over the 20-some years that NAFTA has been in place. So these things are great for the agricultural sector in the United States and, of course, good for us here in Canada, too. Is it understood that this agreement does need to be revamped? Oh, well, there's always things that need to be. It's 23 years. It has been revamped or looked at a number of times. As I've often said, the Internet was not in place when when NAFTA was put in place. So, you know, yes, there's things that you uh, need to look at. But in the agricultural sector, what I have received from from the American farmer and the Canadian farmer is do not break something that's not broken. Be sure that you do nothing to disrupt trade because trade has done so much for Canada and the United States. Asking from the perspective of Canadian agriculture and the Canadian farmer or rancher, what would they say are the strengths of this NAFTA agreement that have helped them flourish? The example that I have used in the United States and in Canada was the example of a hamburger. The meat could be raised in uh, in the United States. The grain for the for the burger could be raised in Canada, and, and the tomatoes could be raised in Mexico. And basically, that's how it works in a lot of the agricultural sector and other sectors across uh, Canada and the United States. And, of course, in the agricultural sector, there's a lot of, uh, like, perhaps calves born in the United States, uh, shipped down to the U.S., could be shipped back up here as feeders, and then shipped back down, perhaps, to the stockyards in Chicago to be processed. That's 
just basically what goes on, and everybody makes money out of this, and it's better for the U.S., and it's better for Canada. What are the things in the eyes of Canadian agriculture that need to be fixed in this NAFTA 2.0 renegotiation? Very little. From what I heard from Canada and the United States in the agricultural sector, as I said previously, do not cause harm. Do not disrupt trade. Make sure that trade continues because we have all made money with, uh, with the trade deal we have with the United States. That's what I heard from the American producer, and that's what I've heard from the Canadian producer. When we were together in the early year in Nashville at the American Farm Bureau Federation Convention, uh, President of the American Farm Bureau, uh, Zippy Duvall, asking his members to send messages to Washington about the need uh, for trade and the need for the renegotiation. Do you think the Canadian farmer wants this NAFTA renegotiated as much as their U.S. neighbors? Well, of course, uh, that I was there, and that was quite interesting what happened, and, and, and so many hits, too. It's, it's amazing. But the fact is, uh, I, would, I didn't hear much in the line of wanting much revamped in the United States or Canada. Basically, the word that I've heard in both countries, and I have talked a lot of times in the United States of America, and the word that I get is, do not do anything to hurt NAFTA. It has been such a great asset to the agricultural sector in the United States and in Canada. What's been your role in the negotiations? I know that Secretary of Agriculture Sonny Perdue is is working with other members of the Trump cabinet, but not been directly involved in the negotiation. What role do you play within your government? First of all, Sonny Perdue is a good friend of mine, and he is a trader. And my role, of course, I am not at the table either. But, of course, my job as a minister, as Sonny's would be, is to make sure the appropriate information, the correct information is provided to our negotiators. Both countries have excellent negotiators at the table. And uh, it's our job, mine, as you have asked, my job is to make sure that our Canadian negotiators have the facts. And I'm sure Sonny is doing the same thing in the United States. And, of course, Sonny is very big on listening to farmers, and I have listened to farmers right across the country. The dairy industry in the U.S. would very much like to see significant change in your dairy policy and have gone so far as to call it unfair. How do you respond to their challenges, and, and, and why is that policy right for Canada? Well, of course, the policy was a, a policy that was put together by, Cana by Canadian producers, and it, it uh, provides a fair return to the Canadian farmer. But what, what happens with uh, the dairy industry here is that we do not have a problem with overproduction. Overproduction is a big issue to deal with, and uh, it's something that has to be tended to. In this country, we do not have that problem. Now, other countries have difficulty with overproduction, but sometimes just getting the junk of another market will not solve your, your uh, overproduction problems. It's something that has to be handled, no matter what commodity you're talking about. So the farmers in New Zealand and the farmers in the U.S., the dairy farmers, say that your policy is hurting their bottom line. How do you respond to them? And is there any room for change at all in your well, policy? Well, of course, Jeff, uh, any country might say that they have a problem. You know, we have 
you know, we have the supply management system in the dairy industry, and you have a system in the sugar industry. And I think if you look at any country, you're going to find that uh, that uh, basically every country is concerned about certain issues, and that's simply how it is. And uh, we have a fabulous relationship with the United States of America. They're our best friends, our best, our biggest trading partner. And we work hand in hand. We think the same. We work the same. And we've made a lot of money with NAFTA. And my my uh, word of uh, of direction, not only from Canada, but from the United States of America farmers too, is to do nothing to hinder that trade. And that is what I'm trying to do. Well, whether this is a, a, a negotiation that is between the U.S. and Canada and Mexico or or with other trading partners of the world, I think uh, perhaps the Canadian farmer and the U.S. farmer might share this. They don't want to wind up being a pawn in the negotiations where their industry is sacrificed to see others flourish. Would you agree? Well, I can certainly agree. Of course, my job was to uh, seek the opinion of the Canadian farmer, and of course, I've been invited to the Farm Bureau and very pleased, and I must have been invited about 10 or 12 times in the United States to speak at different conventions. And I can tell you that's the attitude of the American farmer, too, is that to make sure that we as politicians in Canada, in in the United States of America, do not do something that will disrupt the great trading relationship that we have. And in fact, I have the privilege of speaking at the California State Senate, and I will be delivering the same message. It's a pleasure to do it, and Generally, I'm talking to people who have a great appreciation for trade and understand trade creates wealth. So let's look ahead. A couple of rounds of negotiations are yet to come with a question about the Mexican elections and certainly the midterms that are coming in the U.S. Should we be discouraged that the talks are ongoing? Well, of course, that's a decision that will be made by uh, by the governments, and I'm part of the government here, I would be part of that decision-making process. But, of course, that's a decision that could come from uh, the Mexican government, your president, and other people in uh, whether they wish to continue or not. Uh, for me, I would think that uh, all the, in the agricultural sector, all they want is to make sure that we continue and that the talks are ongoing and that we come up with a good, a good deal for everyone. Is there a threat that agriculture could be sacrificed in the deal of over automobiles or, or other areas of trade? What I see is a great concern for all sectors, and I don't believe in this country. We want to have a deal that's, that's a fair deal. Now, I'm not going to comment on one sector or the other because I'm not at the table. My job is to take care and present as good a package as I can for the agricultural sector, and I'm sure Sonny Perdue was doing the same thing. But uh, the word I'm getting, and I suspect it's the word that he might be getting, is that what we need to do is to make sure that that we do not hinder the trade relationship in the agricultural sector. And our government has stated quite clearly that they strongly support the systems we have in agriculture. So um, I would hope that we would come to a, an agreement that would be as at least as beneficial, if not better, than we had previously. We, but 
that will be seen down the road. We have seen some rhetoric around these talks. President Trump has talked about wanting a, a Trump deal, but also has threatened to pull out. We've heard your uh, Minister Trudeau has also suggested he wants a good deal, but at the same time might also be willing to pull out. What's the bellwether over these next two rounds? What would you expect would be signs that we're actually making progress toward a conclusion? First of all, I would say that uh, uh, Prime Minister Trudeau has no intention of pulling out of the talks whatsoever, because uh, what he has heard is what I have heard right across the country in many sectors. It has been beneficial to this country. It has been beneficial to North America. So there'll be, uh, we will not be indicating that we're thinking about pulling out. We think this is an excellent deal, and. Uh, uh, negotiations are they're a reality at the moment, and they're ongoing, and hopefully we can come to a good deal. Uh, but it's not for me to say here today what that deal will be, but if we can't sign a good deal, uh, that's the only kind of a deal we will sign is what it's a good deal, and I expect the American farmer would want the same thing. The fact is, at the moment, we do have a great deal in agriculture, which has been beneficial to uh, Canada and the United States, and my only hope is that that is what the result brings. But again, it, things will happen at the table and we'll see what takes place. But my job is to make sure that uh, my uh, our negotiators are given the, the facts and your very capable negotiators will be given the same facts. But I could not comment on uh, there be no. We're not going to fold for other industries, uh, not at all. That is not what makes a government work or a system work. We just want to do a good deal for everybody. Now there might be some small changes, and there will be in the made in the deal. But to sacrifice one against another, that's not a starter. Expanding our view to trade, the TPP-11 is alive, and as I understand, uh, early next month will be signed. What are your thoughts on the conclusion of the 11 and as well thoughts that President Trump might be willing to take another look at it if some portions could be renegotiated? Well, of course, we have negotiated uh, what we feel is a very good deal for Canada. Uh, TPP certainly meets the requirements for our country, and and we are a trading nation. What uh, what the U.S. government might do, that's certainly up to them. But as you know, we are a trading nation. And we have found that it's a way to bring prosperity to our country, and we feel it's brought great prosperity. The largest trade deal in the world is, is NAFTA, and it has brought great prosperity to North America. So all we can do is hope that uh, things will work out uh, properly. But uh, with the TPP, uh, CPTPP as we call it, uh, yes, it will be signed, and it has to be ratified, and there's things to do um down the road a number of months or so before this will take place but we signed because we feel it's a good deal for canada and what other governments might do uh i wouldn't want to comment i would be interested in your view of the global industry of agriculture from this and the fact that more countries are spending more on research and also more countries are spending money on export promotion. It seems that the level of competition is rising. Absolutely so. As you know, in 20 some years, the population on the planet will be over 9 billion. And the fact is they're going to eat, want to eat as well as you and I did today, Jeff, and then they will. 
that's an expanding middle class worldwide, and uh, we are spending money in innovation and, tr- and promoting trade, and uh, every other country I expect is doing the same. And it's a requirement that we do this, because there's going to be a big demand for more food. As we progress down the path of life, uh, uh, there's more people becoming more capable of, of buying uh, quality food. More people entering the middle class worldwide, and they're going to buy the food, whoever promotes it the best. And we're going to try, and I'm sure your country is going to try, and many, many other countries around the world, but there are countries that need the food. And I think it's a requirement for the countries that can provide it to do so. There's uh, an opportunity in it for many, many countries. Minister McCauley, we want to thank you very much for taking time and your busy schedule to spend with us here on Open Mic. It is Open Mic, and you have an open forum. I just want to thank them very much. It's great to have this opportunity. I had the privilege of speaking to many, many agricultural secretaries from the state level across the United States. I've met many business people, uh, agricultural business people and other business people who who certainly have a, a great respect for NAFTA. And I only hope that we can uh, come together with a, with a good deal that will continue to create prosperity right across the continent. We were able to put that together 23 years ago, and I, I highly suspect we will do that again. Jeff, thank you very much, and thank you to your listeners for listening. Our thanks to Canada's Minister of Agriculture and Agri-Food, Lawrence McCauley, our guest this week on Open Mic. AgriPulse Open Mic is brought to you by Syngenta. See how we're focusing on our one planet with six commitments. See the Good Growth Plan on the web at www.goodgrowthplan.com. For AgriPulse, I'm Jeff Downley.